You're listening to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. Yo, yo, what's good? Episode 105, Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Man, gotta tell you. Oh, shit, I fucked up the beat. Uh, hey, way to start an intro. Today on the show, we have Lolly Pole from uh, Pole Fit Lebanon. You know what I mean? Uh, we're going to be talking about how uh, she's doing in these uh, interesting, tenacious times of the Rona 2021. You know, uh, is she still, uh, is the still still spinning and, and whatnot? <laughs> going to do a, a lot of real cheesy jokes up on this one, oh, for sure. But yeah, man, it's Cinco de Mayo, all right? We having fun here. We having a good time. You know what I mean? We doing that. We doing that. You know, journalism, but not really journalism. Uh, conversations, but not really. You know. Yeah, man. We got Salim in the house. What up, Alco B in the house? We got Lesmeralda. We got Richard John, aka Mister Ride a Motorcycle from Beirut to Berlin. On a mission, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's exciting. So, as per usual, I need you guys to do that thing. All right, share the live. You know, uh, pose questions for uh, for our guest today. Who, by the way, I mean, you know, low key, kind of, hey, maybe not sharing her government name. You know, anywhere. We had to deep dive for that information. You know what I mean? We had to we had to search search the internet to find out that you know so we'll find out what's good with lolly lolly pole and uh yeah let's 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 kick it into fun guys oh let's bring it up cinco de mayo It is uh, 11 a.m. in my time zone, 6 p.m. in Beirut. Everybody is is locked into this live. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Loving the energy, loving the vibe. Yeah, man. Got to keep it going, right? It's a podcast. Probably not what you're used to. Hey, have you ever done one of these lives before? Sorry? You ever done one of these, like, you know? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah? It's 2021. Who hasn't? Yes, yes, I You'd be surprised. A lot of people be like, this is my first time, and uh, I'm terrified right now. Love. Why? I don't know. Very kind of person. But I think, I think between your energy and my energy, there might be a bit of competition in the house. Oh, really? I think so. Are I you energetic? So. <laughs> Some people... <laughs> Some people might say that sometimes, okay, I can have some energy, just very light energy. Like yeah. Very, yeah. Well, hey, speaking of energy, uh, you know, you done gone did yourself uh, a real cool thing with this whole uh, pole fitness and funny enough of all places to do it in the Middle East, destigmatizing yeah. pole dancing in the Middle East. What's good? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, how did this all come to be? I was into stripping my whole life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spared some puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're it's, good. This is a usual. This is a, a sample that I use all the time. But anyway, hold on. Let me just close this this window. All right, we're good. So this conversation is gonna go like this. How did you start pole dancing? You know, while growing up, I've always dreamt of like dancing around poles half naked, and yeah, my dreams have come true. Me <laughs> too. Some people know that I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is, I don't know, it's, I guess it's something you get asked a lot, right? You'd be like, so how did you, how did this all happen? To pole dancing, were you high? Like, did you always... Were you high? <laughs> that was a thing? Yeah. So I had a meth problem, and I turned my meth problem into something positive. Then I became a stripper and took it on from there. I no. Well, no, no, no. So, um... So seriously, not that I find anything wrong with women that like uh, love uh, or always wanted to be strippers their whole life. I just find them fabulous and everybody does. And if girls want to be them and guys want to do other, other things to them. Let's, let's, um, yes, let's be truthful about that. But I randomly started pole dancing at a bachelorette party and one of the girls that was with me at the bachelorette party, Rawan, just joined the chat. Hey, hey, welcome to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. It's the Cinco de Mayo show, the Cinco de Mayo show. And we're getting phone calls already off to a great start. Off to a great start. And that's okay. Because you know what? Um, you know, things happen. This is the internet and things happen. And sometimes things happen. So, you know what? We're going to try this over again. Who knows? It could be... Wait, hold on. Could be that the internet cut. Could be that she got a phone call. Could be a whole lot of things. But we're going to keep things locked in. Now, in the time being... Guys, you guys are tuned in here. This is an interactive podcast, okay? Or ra a gramcast, rather. Okay, you're back. I'll bring you back. Don't worry. But before I get you back... What I would like to ask all of you viewers who are tuned into this thing, okay? Click the goddamn, yeah, click the goddamn question bubble so we can do a Q&A. Ask her anything. Ask her literally anything, okay? Because that will, A, make my job way easier. And also because, like, I'm sure you want to. So, going back live with Lollipole was good. All right, we back. It's just Lebanon. You were like, what if it's that? What if it, she got a phone call? What if it's just Lebanon? It's just right. Lebanon. Uh, the the electricity got cut out, so... You know me. I like to time my podcast at the best time, right at 6 o'clock when it, when it cuts. Yes. So I heard, let's bring the questions on. Anybody has any questions for yeah. me? Was it all calling to dance? Half naked around poles. You're not half naked though. M more than half, right? Well, depending, right? I mean, 
You're not though. Like in the academy or whatever. I mean, you're wearing. It's not like you can't. Half naked means you're half naked. You can't. You can't. I'm wearing a bikini. You're right about that. Yeah. No, I'm just interpreting it the Lebanese way. But um, you're right about that. By the way, let's make something super clear. So we're wearing bikinis because our skin grips the pole. So it would be impossible to grip with our body parts with material or leggings. So I, I literally cannot pole dance in leggings. I would not be able to grip with my knee or with my thigh or do specific shapes that need those specific uh, body parts to grip you onto the pole. It's only the skin. It's the friction between the pole and your skin. That's why we're often bruised. That grips you. I was just going to say, <laughs> sounds very pain, very painful, this art form. That, that, it is a very painful discipline. It's not for the faint-hearted at all. I always say that's the only prerequisite I ask for someone. People always ask me, like, do I need to be strong? Do I need to be flexible? And often don't believe me when I say they really don't. They, they, they really don't have to. But the only thing that I can't take away from them, because I can help them build strength and I can help them build flexibility, but I cannot steal the pain away from them. So it's really for people that are understanding that pain is going to be part of the journey. Right. Very painful. Really hmm. Well, wait a minute now. Is this not an opportunity for, uh, is there not like athletic wear that have, uh, I don't know, grippy material on the, on the parts of the, where the pole meets the skin? So there are leggings. They're doing leggings now that are um, a bit like latex. But the problem is that when the pole, which I have, I have a few of them, when the pole um, rubs against the latex, the latex rubs against your skin, and it starts peeling skin off. So not bruising, but literally peeling skin off, and it's even more painful. Second, there are places in pole dance, depending on the trick you want to do or where your flow is going, that you really need, you, know, you, you cannot predict that I'm going to use this side of my neck, for example, to to skin the pole or this lower armpit. I mean, it's, it's a very simple thing. The more you have skin, it's like asking if there's a, I don't know, specific wear for tennis players. I mean, they're under the sun. They're just going to wear a skirt. You know what I'm saying? Or like, is there any uh, apparel for um, swim, swimming swimmers, uh, like ch swimming championships? Yeah, definitely. Them faster towards the water. No, 100%. Same thing. What do you mean? They literally wear like weird bodysuits that make them like, you know, like hydrophobic or something that they just glide through the water. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're, they're bodysuits. They're still, they're still, are their body parts showing when swimming, no? I mean, no, okay. they're not. So that would probably like, you know, depending on men's division, it would probably like be drag, right? It would be like, an anchor, <laughs> right? It would be like, you want to tuck that bad boy, you know? Okay. Tape it, I didn't know. tape it down. Oh, yeah. If you want, hey, listen, I know a thing or two about competitive swimming. Interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, uh, I, uh, there are a couple of people who have already submitted questions. I typically do them uh, like, you know, um, 30 minutes into the thing, but everyone's here. So let's hear. Uh, we got a question from Julia. What's your favorite song to pole dance to? Hey, Julia. Julia is a friend and a great yoga teacher in Lebanon. Um, so I just added it to our PFL pole playlist. 
Um, it's not one. I mean, I've just re uh, recently listened to it, and I found it super inspiring. It's called Hell or High Water. You can find it in the PFL Flow playlist playlist on Spotify. Oh shit! You got a poll playlist. Oh, look at you getting playlists and shit. <laughs> We just, uh, we just, you're competitive swimmer. No, but I'm really, I'm really, by the way, super surprised. But the point that I was trying to make is just that we're not going to wear, a, a, it's, it's a sports where you need skin. And for me, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So in pole dancing, the more you have skin, the more you have grip on the pole, especially for some, uh, um, except for some athletes that you can see that only use their hands to grip the pole. So they never hook with a knee or a leg. They're only doing tricks with their hands. This is where it's mainly men that are often wearing like uh, sportswear here. But to get back to my point super fast, it was just that, yes, it's a sport that needs skin and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Absolutely not. Hey, what are some of the terminologies used in pole dancing? Like I heard you say flow. I, I, I was doing some cruising on the Internet and I was like, oh, that's a thing. Flow. Right. But uh, what are some of the terminologies like, you know, in, in figure skating, for example, there's a move like the triple axle. Right. There's uh, I don't know. For example, we have a trick called Iron X which is like creating an X with your body. The bar is like, the bar is standing obviously, and you're like creating an X. It's a bit like a flag, but with wide legs. Ooh. Okay. Uh, there's something. So the pole has two functions, by the way. The pole can be both static. It means it doesn't rotate. So static is a terminology or spinning. We set it on spinning and starts turning. Mm. No better, there's no like, what should one do more than the other? They're both equally important, but then every instructor, every pole dancer will have a preference to flow on. But yeah, so a lot of people don't know that the pole rotates alone. Right, but is it kind of like the digital versus analog world where it's like you kind of judge people, be like, listen, okay, I don't know about you, but I use a static pole and I do my spins uh, just fine without them. You know, is there a little bit low key kind of like, oh, you can use the motion one, the kinetic one? I mean, you can. No, because all poles have both. All poles both spin and <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there are some badass that do static dynamic uh figures that probably brag about them and they're allowed to it's really hard they're allowed to so we'll give them that but in general the pole community is very empowering between one another like they're very supportive of one another Ooh. yeah well, I mean, speaking of, uh, you know, shout out to, you know, your boy did a little bit of research. You know, I just want to shout out some of the other uh, pole fit uh, peoples in the Middle East. We got, you know, uh, Mint al Mokeddam in Cairo, you know, Minty. Minty. We got Blue Pfeiffer coming out of Beirut, singing, performing Blue's also part of our team uh, on PFL. She was an, a student. Now she's one of the instructors as well. And she's a badass motherfucking performer. Yeah. Singing and pole dancing at the same time. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Right? I mean, I can't even play guitar standing and, and, and sing at the same time. Anyway, uh, so who else we got? We got um, an, an Oman in Muscat. We got uh, Tala. Uh... Albu Saidi 
in Jordan and also in Bahrain. Like what? Like it's all over. Is this like a, a brand, like a, a like a f- franchise thing? Because they're all pole fit country X. Uh, no, they're not. They're not a franchise. We just, um, I think, the first ones that started in the country probably uh, named it Pulfit just because it's a it's a reference around the world. Um, but we've all met. We went to a Middle East uh, uh, like mint mint from Pulfit from Pulfit Egypt two years ago. Uh, she was hosting a competition in uh, in Cairo of pole dancing, which I won. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> to, I saw an open window and I just felt like passing it through. No, but certainly I was so, so, so overwhelmed and happy about that. But let's skip that part. And so, no, what do you Come on, you can skip it. We'll, we'll revisit it. But come on, don't just like graze over this huge moment of your life. If you really insist, okay, we can get back to yeah. that. We can get back. Um, so uh, we went. We went for a retreat. Uh, we were five five girls, each from uh, representing a Middle Eastern country in pole dancing. Representing pole dancing in a Middle Eastern country. That was in Egypt. It was in Egypt. It took yeah. place in Egypt. But so- as you Bahrain, uh, Oman, Muscat, uh, Oman, uh, Jordan, and Bahrain. Lebanon, yeah, I said Bahrain, uh, uh, Egypt and Lebanon. Yeah, kind of an interesting place to host such competition, Egypt of all places, with uh, the landscape and the you know situation. That's happening. But it's also the thing is that for us, it feels very natural. For you, no, because pole dancing, because of the perception that in Egypt have on pole dancing, yes, in Egypt. Nah, I mean, in Lebanon, maybe not so much. But, I mean, it's a sport. What are you talking about? It's just yeah, a sport. But there wasn't an article about, the, like, how this was groundbreaking and, and crazy and, and whatnot. For, there was for a reason, right? It's met with shock for a reason. Absolutely. But, I mean, for us, from, from our perspective, from people that actually do pole dance, it, it's very natural. Yeah. I, I, you know that in, 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 I don't know if it's in Egypt or which, which one of the countries, but yes, the girls cannot, uh, do, do not have a, uh, uh, the name of the studio is not out there. So they just share the location, but they're not like, it's more, and it's, and it's registered like a gymnastics studio or a fitness space. Mm. Yeah. In that sense, you're right about that. That that's where the, I understand that it's shocking in that sense but knowing what pole dancing actually is i find it very shocking that it still has this weird perception well yeah i mean look it's definitely you got to be athletic to do it for sure and certainly under in the context of everything right i mean like you know i mean for god's sakes i mean you know there are uh, it's probably even still stigmatized in certain parts of, of the West as well. You know what I mean? It's not something a little controversial for families and whatnot where they're like, oh, but I mean, it's great that you have the, you know, a, a group of strong women who are doing very good work to kind of showcase the gracefulness and the greatness that is, you know, being uh, into this art form. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
for example, uh, now let's go back into your competi- the, the the experience of the competition. Because I was going to ask you, like, how do you feel about the, like, are you competitive? Clearly, you've already made that very clear. And no, no, not at all, at all, at all. No, 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 no. You're not competitive? No, 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 no. I'm not competitive but- at all. And I, no, no, no. So there's a story behind everything. Wait, <laughs> wait. Actually, actually, wait. No, okay, wait. If my friends were here right now listening to this, they, they, I'm very competitive at games. Like, yeah. I, I, no, at games, very, very. Like, I, I, I like to play to win, not to play to play. Who plays to play? Who plays because playing is fun? You play to win. You don't play to lose. So I'm gonna give it my. <laughs> yeah, Richie just says she goes in, she wins, and leaves. I like him. <laughs> so no, when you're playing a game, and I love game nights. By the way, it's something games night we do often. I play to win. It's the purpose. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind losing. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute now. So like, how about? What is it about your particular kung fu of pole dancing, so to speak, that defers you from others? Or what is it, you know, what is it about you that sets you above and, and wins you competitions, for example? So when, when first of all, I, I decided to compete because I was a bit lost in my journey. I'm self-taught. Um, I've taken workshops around the world and traveled and did camps, uh, intensive uh, workouts <laughs> um, in pole dancing. But at the end of the day, I was self-taught. I, mean, I, I, went, I used to go to have extra, uh, to, to get better at things. But in Lebanon, uh, I didn't have somebody to push me or to guide me or to, uh, yeah, to just, um, for example, even to spot me, to spot me doing crazy tricks. Uh, I always, I never felt secure uh, under somebody's hand. Um, so so, and I was going through a phase in my life where like, I needed change and just take a month and focus on myself. So I decided to go to Spain, and actually it happened naturally. But then I found a coach there that um, was specialized in my. So I'm specialized in spinning pole. Okay. And she to static pole. So, and, and when you compete, there's two poles, one on static, one on spinning, and you have to create a piece and perform on both poles. So, yes, it, it was the perfect opportunity to just decide, I decided to compete, uh, just to train on myself, to work on myself, and because I felt like uh, making new connections and meeting people, like-minded people, um, which feels great, you know. It, 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 it's it's a passion at the end of the day, and when you when you when you find somebody that just shares the same passion as you, you're already connected, even though you probably don't know much about each other, and in another life you wouldn't have even met or bonded or. But it's it's a, it's it's already a strong connection when you share when you share something, uh, when you share something you love so much with someone else that like speaks the same language as you. So. I just went for that. I even did not tell most of my friends, none of my students. Uh, I went alone. The competition day, I went to Cairo uh, alone. Just for me, it was just uh, training on myself, taking a week off, uh, a month off my classes, training and focus, doing it for me. Kind of like uh, blood so- sport with John Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh. Right? <laughs> if, you want. if you've ever seen that movie, 
<laughs> it's it's an it's an underground competition, okay? Okay. It's an underground competition. It's called the okay. Kudate. Have you not seen Bloodsport? No, but oh I'm my god! On that movie, so okay, I can already imagine what it's like. And First I'm of sorry. all, Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. I'm sorry about that. It's like you saying something about Jason Statham. No, no, nobody comes close. No. Wait. I, I'm confused. Are you saying Jean-Claude Van Damme is less than Jathan's, Jason Statham? Or Statham? Stuff? Sta- I don't know. I don't know either. Whatever. It's a guy. <laughs> Who is your legend? Jean-Claude Van Damme splits guy. The, uh, the eyes. You don't remember the film where he gets shit in his eyes and he's like... Like this, and he's like, can't see, and then he closes his eyes, and he like fucking, what the, and he just beats, he does the competition blinded. I want to say yes so bad because of your facial expressions, but no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <sighs> okay, you have uh, no, homework. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll DM you Bloodsport. In my defense, Jason Statham, or Statham, or just Jason, Two girls picked him over your Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> you guys are all kind of ill-informed. Plus 80s. the eight, All of the 80s. Anyway. And French? Or not really. Not really. Like uh, Brussels. Muscles from Brussels. He's, he's going on by himself, guys. We're just, we'll just let him. Yeah, them. yeah. Hey, look. I can't. I gotta, I gotta back up my boy. Plus, low-key childhood. Slash, oh my god. Okay, well, wait a minute now. So, like, you go to this master, right? I'm gonna speak it in kung fu terms because I'm just keeping this going. And why not? Um, but, yeah. So, like, what were some of the things that you took away from that workshop in Spain? Come again? Sorry. You said you went to Spain, right? You did some workshops. For the competition. Pardon me? I went to Spain to train for the competition. Okay. So I was settling my brother that was moving to Madrid. And while I was moving, I was helping him move to Madrid. I met a pole dance instructor, a world-renowned pole dance instructor. And... We we discussed uh, me competing, and she she really uh, she really thought she could help me, and me too. So I I decided to come back. Uh, I, I I I was just settling my brother. I came back to Lebanon, and like a couple of weeks later, I went back to Madrid for a month to train. I was already I had I had already started training in Lebanon, but we brought the piece together in Madrid with that coach. Uh, check her out. She's Pole Fiction on Instagram. She's very cool. Shut um, up. Shut up. And, and then I went to Cairo, but really in a very non-competitive mindset. I remember even I had stopped smoking for my competition like two months before. And when I met some of the other girls in the competition, uh, were super cool. And they had also decreased smoking and were dying to have a cigarette. Like yeah, I know it's okay. We athletes also smoke from time to time. It's okay. Um, so when when we finished uh, performing, I was like, girls, okay, time for that ciggy. That was my reward. And they were like, no, we have to wait for the results. And it took me a second, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck are they talking about? And your test results. 
the competition's results. The test results lack- to make sure that you weren't juicing and having an advantage over the rest of the dancers. If you want. <laughs> right? Is that a thing? Is there like a lot of steroids in the pole dance community? No, why? Well, I don't know. Maybe so that you can grip it with your butt cheeks. I don't know. What, what, to what degree don't you need, like, you know, to be able to do a flag, don't you need, like, super core and just, you know, strength? Yes, but you always, you also need, um, absolutely, actually. Yes, let's go for that. But, but yeah, you do need strength, but flow, that's mm. word so much is also um, the beauty and the feminine and elegant part of it all. (laughs) Guys, relax. Okay, this is a fun thing. It's a fun cast. This is not your typical. This is not Al Jazeera, where I'm going to be like, "Marhabakum, Lollipol, thanks for you to for you coming on the show." (laughs) Tigash. Also, by the way, there's you, you were saying that there's a movie where we have to grip with our butt. There actually is a movie where we group with our butt. So you have to really stick those shorts inside your butt as much as you can or just remove them. It's called Titanic. Titanic, you know, like you're just going. Oh, no. Yeah, but it's between your legs still, right? It's um, so there's friction with a leg and an ankle. But the main. No, you lost me. Until you can do it simply with your butt cheeks, don't even, you know what I mean? Like, it's just got to be two. Butt cheeks. It's mainly butt cheeks. So you mm. really need to squeeze those butt cheeks right. and make sure. And it's so painful, by the way. What are, you, what, are your, what are the scariest moves that you have, like, overcome? Uh, so far, that sounded very Al Jazeera-like. Hello, Lily Pole. How are you today? Yes. What are some of the moves that you've overcome in your time as a pole dancer? Thank you very much. The moves are uh, mainly flips. I want to say flips? flips. Flips and drops. They're very scary. You might die. You might land and break a teeth. I have a friend that broke her teeth. Hold on. Oh. She, literally, she literally broke her two teeth here. She landed on her teeth and no more teeth. She was not my student. <laughs> Only pretty people in this school. We don't deal with losers. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my God. That, well, wait a minute. Don't you guys have like pads and, and cushions and stuff when you're doing these things? I mean, you do have crush mats, but when you're high and sometimes while flipping, while rotating your body, yeah, you might land a bit. The pole might land a bit on your face and even landing on the crush mat, you might land. I mean, uh, it's still, no, it's still scary. It's still, it's still quite oh, scary. No, no doubt. Not about, I'm not saying it's not scary, but like, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> but that's wild. Yeah. He is working lava, not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to go through some, um, uh, we're at the halfway part of the podcast slash Gramcast here, and we're going to open up the Q and a to some of the people and boom, we're going to ask some questions. We got L simply who is your targeted demographic? Is there various age ranges? So in Lebanon, we're teaching in five different studios that go from zoo to Verdun. And now this summer, Batroun. So I want to say Batroun all the way to Verdun. So a bit everyone in Lebanon. And 
No, I was, it's funny you're saying that because like two, three days ago, I took a picture, a group picture in one of our classes because the youngest was 12 and the oldest was 60 in the same class. They were sharing the same group class. So, and in general, I think we have nine-year-olds. So our youngest students are nine and our oldest for now are 16. Okay. Well, there you go, L. By the way, L is super cool. You got to check out, follow L on Instagram. She's a really cool uh, lady I met on Clubhouse that works in tech. And uh, she's just got the greatest, uh, the greatest, you know, um, energy about her. She picked Jason over Jean-Claude Van Damme. Of course, she's tasty. Mm, right? He's I kind of judge her on that. We're, to be, You know what? Hey, don't follow her on Instagram. I take everything back. <laughs> she's compl- a complete sham. But anyhow, we got a question here, uh, a, a, uh, a horoscope question. Okay. Are you a Leo? Close, close. But no. Oh, you don't, you don't give out age, uh, or excuse me, you don't give out like horoscope info? I'm a virgin, Virgo. Hey, welcome to the Cycle Club. Yeah. Virgo's in the house. Was good. September 17th, baby. Yeah. September 18th. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, hey, you know what? You know, like, I, I like you all that much more now. You're that much more. I, I, I also like Virgos more than other people. Is this a thing we have? Yeah. Because, like, but, first of all, cleanliness, right? Having their life in order, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit OCD. Mentally stable, calm, grounded. Perfect. Not, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Oh my God, L. Okay, the, we're finding out more. We got more questions in the bag. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there are uh, a couple of you tuned in here right now. Uh, by all means, uh, you know, hit us up with uh, with some questions and or comments. We got um, is it Maria? Marita. Marita Matar says that you're the best teacher ever. Oh, <laughs> suck up! Her. You're a suck up, and we know. No. We know. You're exposed. We exposed you. Is it an apple a day keeps the uh, doctor away? Sorry? I was saying, is it the uh, apple a day keeps a doctor away for you? <laughs> um, define apple. <laughs> Define apple. Uh, fruit of is it okay? Ha! Ah, good question. Uh, Granny Smith, Ambrosia, uh, Red Delicious, or Macintosh. Why do you know so many apple genres? When okay. you're when you come to the North, when you come to Canada, it's a thing. You know, you go around and you look. But I mean, like you know, most people know Red Delicious or or Granny Smith. Maple syrup, not not apples. Yeah, yeah. Lebanon. We're the land of apples, actually. You know what? Gotta say, don't like the apples in Lebanon. Kind of, car- the kind of starchy, kind of no flavor. Uh, you know, um, don't. I'm not in love. Not in love with the Lebanese apples. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Occasionally, depending on where the where where your grandmother's friend is from, 
and the apples are coming from, it might taste great. That's, don't do that though, right? Don't, hey, don't bring fruit through the airport. Haven't you seen the videos of like uh, the cops? Like it's the funniest thing that gets played on repeat every time you travel. I don't know about you, but every time I go to the, to the Beirut airport, they have this video playing over and over and over again of this guy. Cause apparently, you know, Arabs be bringing fruit from, from overseas. Anyway, we got a question in here. You want to read it? <laughs> Can you see it? Yeah. Is the athleticism, athleticism kind of underrated or disappointed that a lot of people see it in a sexist, in a sexist way? Mm, I think disappointment comes when you have expectations. I don't have any expectations. Um, but um, objectively, uh, I think it's over-sexualized because I understand um, I understand that it can be sexualized. I mean, there's a woman, um, just like anything else. For me, I understand that it can be sexualized just like a tennis player for you guys, but also a football player for us women in the same way. Uh, but I think it's over-sexualized uh, and it shouldn't be because it is just a sport, a beautiful sport, a feminine sport, um, a very strength-requiring sport flexibility requiring sport to, to, to an infinite level. There are no limits in pole dancing. There, there isn't the best of the best. There, you know, there is no limits to how stronger and better you can. You have to be to do that trick or that trick. Uh, tricks you dream about. Um, the more the body bends, the more you can create tricks. But okay, okay, okay. Um, but um, Richie being inclusive over here. Being like, it's not just the footballers for, for women, it's for men as well. So, no, nah, it's true, you know. But hey, you know what? Uh, you bring up some pretty interesting things. So, if I were to ask you, pole dancing is sexualized, true or false, you would say? True. Okay. And if I were then to follow up and say, pole dancing is sexy, true or false? That is true. True, true. Okay. The real true. The real true. Pole dancing is sexy, but... It, it, but pole dancing is sexualized. It's true. It's sexualized by the world. But I mean... But it's sexy. That, yeah, but sexualized is more objectified. Sexy is not something pejorative. Sexy is not um, degrading. Sexualizing someone, meaning only perceiving them in the sexual aspect of the thing is what is wrong with something that's sexualized. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm lost. No. Um, okay. So a woman that is sexy is a woman that is, um, that you have, that you acknowledge as a first, she's a woman, so you acknowledge her as a woman, and it's saying that she's sexy. For me, sexy is not pejorative, meaning it's not degrading, but something you sexualize, the different but listen, okay, because I'm gonna make sense. It's degrading because it's only narrowed to that. Sexualizing something means n narrowing them down to only being sexy or desired sexually. Okay. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I get you now. I get you <laughs> in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's just being it'll... a woman sexy is like being sexy as one of the multiple traits a woman can have. But sexualizing a discipline or sexualizing a person 
is perceiving them only for that trait. Right. Difference. Big difference, definitely. And I get that. And I mean, you know, I can't I can't really think of many other well, I mean, dancing also, period, right? I mean, for me, if you want if you if if in in the in the way people approach, I mean, in the sense people uh, in the way people approach the perception they have about pole dancing, for me everything else if if, if pole dancing is sexualized everything else can be sexualized i'm sorry yes all types of dancers absolutely all types swimmers volleyball players ah, ah, yeah ah. top gun what's good tennis players uh uh i think just me well you know what i listen to be fair with the tennis okay to be fair i think sometimes they're getting a little overzealous with the the signature serve sounds right it's a little maybe a little overzealous i wouldn't know i'm not them i don't know i wouldn't know maybe maybe it makes them perform better i don't know you know you can't no i don't know yeah it's like in karate you need to have your own kia you know but um but anyhow so gymnastics gymnastics is fun and in that sense Come on, women have the same sexual desire, but we don't over-sexualize every, every single discipline. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? It's just this, this, this very thin line between sexy and sexualized. It's, it's, uh, it's a thin line, but it makes the whole, it, it makes the whole difference. Absolutely. So it, going back again to some of the, uh, the moves, okay? Like, what would you say your top five tricks are? Or top three tricks, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, hmm. So, uh, a backflip, that's super cool, that I do, that um, freaked the shit out of me until it didn't. And then I stopped practicing for two years, and then the fear came back, so I had to practice all over again, but now the fear has gone again, so that's good. Uh, Iron X, which is like the flag, flag of pole dancers and my nemesis i'm still working on it because i don't have the flexibility uh, that it requires yet it's called spatchcock say again spatchcock spatch cock spatchcock <laughs> okay spatchcock. i love that spatch <laughs> That's <laughs> no, no, just there was like a car driving by and th th there's a thing that's happening with the audio. I don't know if anyone else is hearing it, but I'm going home. Again, Spatchcock. <laughs> okay, like Hopscotch, but not. Something like that. Right, right. Well, hey, wait a minute now. Um, are there any men who take your classes? Are men allowed in the, full, uh, the, the pole fit academies? Uh, in some of our locations, yes. Some of our locations are uh, women only. Some of our locations are for both men and women. So, yeah. Okay. Have, yeah, we do have uh, male pole dancers. Yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, I know. I know that. But, uh, I mean, uh, I'm just wondering if this is also something... I mean, in, uh, in all athletic courses it seems that there are women only classes that want to kind of maybe do their work without having the f f you know the fear or the feeling of of just having like uh, male energy in the room or, or whatever i think it's uh, not about the male, the male energy but i know we live in a country that's uh, very diverse um 
religiously, so to each their own uh, uh, requirements for that, I mean, for pole dancing, it's, don't forget, it's a sport where you have to be, I mean, wearing very short outfits, so, yeah. Right. We've got another question from Mommy Glamour. Hi, Laura. Is pole dancing becoming more accepted in the Middle East, as we're talking about this shit? Uh, I know it used to be taboo. So, Mommy Glamour is uh, Lebanese. She started pole dancing. I think she lives either in Australia, either in the US, I, I, I forgot. Uh, and when she came to visit to Lebanon, she came and took one of my classes. But yes, mainly she's learned and grew up in either the US or Australia um, and left Lebanon when she was uh, young. Um, it, look, ironically, um, it's doing so well in Texas. It's doing so well. It's uh, growing at an unbelievable pace. When I started teaching five years, six years ago, it was myself. Now in my team, uh, apart from my students that left and are, start, are teaching by themselves, in my team, there's six instructors. So we're now seven teaching. Um, so it's growing super well. But at the same time, we live in a world where not everybody has had access to the same uh, type of information or... or um, I want to say education as everybody else. So, yes, it is. Haters go uh, hate. That's what we... I think it, it's not... You can't really blame them for hating. It's just that they... It's shocking for them. And I understand. I mean, uh, everything you see for the first time is shocking at first. Uh, and depending on what your, your mind is used to seeing as a natural thing, uh, it gets even more shocking when you're not. So... We'll get there, baby girl. We'll get there. Absolutely. I mean, and maybe you can shed some light on, you know, what were some of the obstacles that you've faced, uh, you know, opening your school, conducting your business, you know, like what are some of the things that you have to, to hustle? Uh, I didn't really have to hustle because naturally I don't really give a fuck. Uh, it's a, it's a born, born this way. So I didn't have to hustle, but I'll tell you things I've heard, um, like, um, uh, like, um, come on, how, the technical words for uh, uh, word shaming, like, like slot bore. I've also heard um, through friends that were in the crowd um, that um, how could she do that? She's X and Y's daughter. Uh, she's sh like I'm shaming my typical family. typical uh, Lebanese uh, you know gossip shit like my old my old and no walao which is ironic because uh, I was uh, my personal experience my parents my brothers which are men <laughs> my brothers uh, have never had any opinion or care. Right, well, there's a big difference between stripping and exotic dancing versus pole fitness. But I think my, my family would still respect any choice that makes right, right. me happy, thankfully. And I would uh, encourage everyone, I mean, I would raise, this is another subject for another day. If I ever decide that I'm into children, I will raise them the same. Just whatever makes them happy, who cares, as long as they're good people, if they want to yeah. exotic dance. Hey, did, did you ever have um, an issue on Instagram? At one point in time, I remember Blue Pfeiffer was talking about 
uh, pole dancers being blacklisted and or like having their content pulled off uh, pulled offline. Did you ever f- face any issue? Uh, personally, no. But uh, most of my followers and the people are follow are in the pole dancing community. So there was a yes. Instagram's rules were super strict, and everybody was having their posts uh, flagged down. Yeah. Brought down, even accounts were shut. They had to open new accounts because of shadow banning. Exactly. So, how do you like what, what? What would you say it was about their content that got it that did not pass the community guidelines? Nudity, skin, skin, not nudity, huh? they were not naked, just right? Skin. Too much skin. Skin. But I'm, I'm just wondering, like, for example, you know, um, I'm just trying to understand why, like, one in one instance it would be banned, whereas in another, you know, is there something that's being done content wise or, or what? Like, I don't, how does one not get shadow banned? Is it hashtags? Is it like, what is it? I, I have no idea. I can't really answer this question because I wasn't in that case personally. Maybe Mummy Glamour can, can shed some light, but I'll just say that. Uh, in pole dancing, there's one of the styles that's called exotic pole. So it's pole dancing with very high platforms, with a very specific front and uh, heel built. So the way the heel is built is very specific so that you can um, use it for balance, not slide, to do flips and tricks to protect your toes and to keep the toes constantly pointed like ballerinas, mm. but with exactly that if you want. So um, maybe some were more using the heels, I don't know. Because also in pole dancing, you can use the pole to dance in a very, very sexy way apart. At the end of the day, pole dancing is a mix of gymnastics, acrobatics, and dancing. So some pole dancers are more into the dancing part, just the dancing, very sexy part of it. Um, so I don't know, maybe that. Well, here, where does one get said shoes? Are you importing them, or is there a local, maybe a shoe supplier, shoe a boutique place that's like, we got what? you? Why do I care? Because you know this is opportunity, and I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm like, huh? Here's my chance to start exporting, and and uh, you know what I mean, like making uh, thousands of dollars off of people's passion for for pole. Um, <laughs> the platforms are the platforms. The platforms are this big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Short so, people, you know what to do. <laughs> I used to get them, but now with everything with the current situation in Lebanon. I'm trying to find a way to produce them locally, which I should have done in the first place anyway. So there you go. Like, is there, is where do you, Hey, where do you get, where do you shop for shoes in, in general? Are you like a online person? I know you said, I know you said that Lebanon now, cause we all know, and we're all there with you. But at the same time, are you the like Habibi inti in Montreal, inti in New York, please. And then you just bring, wait for someone to come from abroad. Or are you a, like, like how does, are, are you, do you shop local? Like what? I, uh, very much, um, I don't want to use the word activist, but no, yes, loud and clear. I try to shop local and to encourage people to shop local. And I hate playing at the influencer, but the only time I post things about stuff I've received is when it's locally made, 
just to mm. encourage my locals. So it's something that, uh, especially nowadays, uh, is very dear to me. And uh, um, yes, something that I would like to encourage. Exactly. I don't know of too many cobblers in in Lebanon, for that matter. Uh, you know, that's something that I think that because of this pandemic, because of this economic crisis, you know, uh, people are going to dip into trades and figure out how to make things their own. You know, as opposed. I think it's the only way we will be able to afford. First of all, the country we live in, and second of all, maybe get it out of it. Yeah. Get out of. And and we're really, really as I mean, maybe <laughs> I was gonna say as the people, but they're the people I know most Lebanese, right? Because I'm here. Uh, we're so talented. We're so talented. It's unbelievable. I've met creative minds, creative des talents, designers, people that do things with their hand. That we are so creative, and we are so harbuini. We know how to get things done. We know how to get it. We know. We will always figure out, figure it out. We will always have to figure out how to get the thing we want to get done just done it's unbelievable really so but we were lazy we were just it's not that we were lazy we were just used to buying everything from abroad it was this easier path yeah using more and more interest in people to actually start creating and they're doing it and it's working it's delicious it's, it's delicious it's beautiful whatever it is there you know we started having local gin local vodka for people that drink okay which are delicious. We have the best local designers. We have the most creative minds. We have the best artists. It's unbelievable. Are there, is it mostly, I'm, I'm literally trying to think of, of, of locally made things, right? Uh, at least like, at least like clothing. I'm not sure if it's lingerie, but is it, or swimwear. Is it diamondy? Is it di is diamondy a, a locally made? You get you would see those fucking ads everywhere. It'd be remember? Do you remember going on the highway and be like it's just like just a woman on the thing? Be diamondy, and that's it. It didn't say anything. It didn't have any information. Just diamondy. A woman wearing lingerie. What more information did you need? It's called diamondy. Right, but is that a Lebanese brand? I have no idea. I I don't know. I, I have no idea. You're asking. I'm much i don't know i don't know where i mean okay hey maybe a little bit of a too personal question but you know like uh you know girl i have no idea i don't know it's not my area of expertise i really don't know you don't buy underwear locally actually that would be such a great business i don't even think we have cotton in lebanon 100 cotton in lebanon made in lebanon i don't think we do maybe the cotton mall but i i think they only use it for, like they only use it to create their own stuff you can uh, no, I don't buy locally made lingerie. Ah, but I have this, uh, there's this new chick, by the way, that started this, I, she came across my Insta and turns out she's a sister of a friend and she started doing um, Lebanese lingerie if you want to interview her. I don't yeah. know. Amazing. That looks great. That looks great. So, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you know, like uh, uh, we as a people need to celebrate, need to highlight, need to kind of bring to the forefront those of us who are. Yeah. I mean, Richie, for example, uh, is saying he'll DM you uh, or hook it up. Mention, you know, there are definitely some uh, some, you know, great wines, great uh, beers, great gins uh, and things like that. It's Cinco de Mayo. How are you going to party tonight? 
Actually, that's true. First of all, I want to say, I can't wait for you to send me the recommendations on local Najadi in Lebanon. I'm just waiting. Sure, you know, Hick, you have a list. Uh, how am I celebrating Cinco de Mayo? We, we, we don't really, like, it doesn't really... It doesn't anyway. It's kind of hard right now, especially with pandemic. It's like, what? What do we even? But I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, blue, uh, I don't know if uh, the Taqueria del Jefe is... uh, No, not anymore. It's not. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. (gasps) No, but something, so so after the 4th of August, but they they sold it uh, to another great bar owner team. And they opened the place with a pole inside, come to think. They, they called the people that bought the place, uh, called me because they wanted to, they're also friends, they wanted to uh, set a pole. So we sat down for the specs and some details. And no, 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 you, 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 Ruiz Arts, it, it's called Dead, Dead End Paradise now. And it's one of the coolest bars in Lebanon. It's really full of hope and... Um, Yes, but it's not. Yes, now it's a new thing, guys. Go check it out. You'll be shocked. Yeah, you'll be shocked. Mind are determined and have hope even in the darkest place. I'm dead. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, like I don't know. Go have yourself, uh, you know, have yourself some tequila. What I'm to say is that it's Cinco de Mayo every day in Lebanon. Like, true. Hamisa Sakata, not it's, it's one day away from Hamisa Sakata, right? It's every day for us. I drank Monday, Tuesday, tonight. I'm <laughs> drinking tomorrow, Friday. I'm a bit drinking. Sunday, I'll definitely be drinking. Right. So okay, it's a week. Well, I mean, hey, you know, it's a it's a, a thing to do to pass time in the pandemic. Definitely, I, I'm uh, guilty of of trying uh, going to the LCBO and and trying out new uh, new coolers, new 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 boozes, so to speak. You know, uh, I discovered they uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Actually, uh, this podcast has been brought to you by Mark's Hard Lemonade. But uh, anyway, yeah. So um, they do you do you know those popsicles called freezies? They're just like plastic that you put. They're not plastic. They're fucking like little sachet that you put into the freezer and then you suck on them. No, no. Well, you're missing out. Uh, childhood kind of shitty childhood, huh? Right. No, no popsicles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're the, they have these flavors called freezies and, and it's delicious. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, I used to have uh, <laughs> the chocolate when I was a kid. Were you a, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Is it chupa chips? Chupa chups. Chupa chups. Yeah. Are you a fan of the, the chup? You tattoo the, the things on myself. <laughs> Is that how you started? You started, you, that's what you're, you're, you're right. You took it too far, right? You started out with the chupa chups and now you got tattoos all over your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these arts can't afford drinks. Buy local drinks, man. You buy a bottle, you drink it at home, you get your friends, pour some seven up. Exactly. Everybody's right now. So who's your go-to tattoo artist? Oh, um, I change as I go, but um, currently, oh, currently Lina Akra. Okay. Lina Akra? 
she's cool. She's cool. She's very cool. She, she, she's great at what she does. She's, she has great energy. I like to connect with the people I get inked. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's, she has really cool energy and I like, Absolutely. You know, I, I feature, uh, I feature a bunch of, of tattoo artists, you know, uh, there's Maru's tattoos, AKA the former lead singer of Iklil, uh, a big fan of the podcast and, and a super talented, uh, tattoo artist based out of Kilwana, BC. Now I've had Hattie Baydoon. <laughs> I was about to Instagram him. <laughs> Based in DC now, in Lebanon. Tell me, who did you? Oh, in Lebanon, of course. Uh, I spoke to the legendary uh, Hadi Beydoun. Uh, you know, uh, also uh, Mo Calligraphy, or Calli- okay. Mo, excuse me, Mo Calligraphy. Pardon me. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, Blue Pfeiffer's man. Uh, you know, Alfred. He's getting into uh, he's getting into some inking, which is basically like, (laughs) you know, watch out because he's taking your job, you know. Um, There was. uh, Oh, my goodness. Shara Rose, but she's gone now. You know, there are a lot of tattoo artists that come and go. Right. They come and go. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You know. I don't understand. Legendary. Whoa, that's hey, we got some. uh we got some some fighting words being thrown up in the chat. A uh, little little chisme. Uh, you you might want to DM me about that. Like you can't just be drawing, dropping bombs like that on the thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but um, on a on a parting note, okay, on a serious kind of thing, you know, I just want to say thank you first of all, for your animal activism, for your great love and energy. And, and you're just like a really all around super awesome person, you know? Um, and, uh, what I want to ask you is, you know, destigmatizing the pole dance, uh, community or the art form is a thing. And I'd like to know what, you know, what are some of the ways that people can help? Oh, this is another. Uh, it's a bit of a serious one. The, it's a big opener. It's not wrapping up the chat. I mean, it's um, it's a big it's a big finale. I think, ironically, every time I have a friend, a male friend, uh, that comes and tries it, because uh, I have a pole set up at home. One of my one of the studios is at home. They look at me and they're like, "Fuck, it's hard," and I'm like, "Yeah, this is where this is what." This is where we come back to sexu- uh, to sexualize and sexy. Yes, pole dancing is sexy as long as you acknowledge and see also the strength that it requires, the flexibility that it requires, the maîtrise, the control, um, the control of, of moving from one shape to another flawlessly, as if there was a no pain, as if there was no 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 n- n- nothing engaged. Takes a lot of, of, of work. So just acknowledge, like trying to focus beyond. It's just you men being a bit less men. That would help a lot, especially the ones that are, these are the ones that shock me, the ones that are educated, that are uh, feminist, that are, uh, I don't know, just... uh, Open-minded? Normal-minded, yes, normal, open-minded. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't, you don't have to be very open-minded just to, to acknowledge and accept pole dancing as any other... Sexy sports, yes, but 
there's more to it than that. So just acknowledge, like, just make it a. I get sometimes in clubs, I get pointed out, yeah, hide it down at pole dancing. <laughs> dancing, yeah. Or I have the best ones, they're my favorite, those other ones. Pole dancing, it's very hard. Bravo, bravo, it's very hard. You must be very hard. Good, good job. Chill, chill. Nor, nor, nor this, nor this. Just chill. Just normalizing it, just like any other type of dancing. Just normalizing it. That would be. Well, I mean, so long as there's a pole, right? Because I mean, you kind of just dancing without one, right? I mean, I know in 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 nature, I've seen you uh, pole dance on tree branches. Uh, I've seen you uh, on stop signs and uh, different things. So anything that's sturdy enough to hold your weight. You might want to try giving it a, a spin. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a great sport. Whoever will try it will never, you know. People are changing. The more people try it, the more they're changing their mind about it. I've had sisters of students that were like uh, bad mouthing their sister because of the sports they were doing, and now they're since they've tried, they're obsessed with it. So it really is one of the most amazing sports ever. Absolutely. Try it. Oh, girl, you don't know. Oh, I've been doing that. You've tried it. Oh, no. I, okay. First of all, do yourself a favor. I'll send you a DM of the Lebanese brew advertisement campaign where your boy was uh, not helping the community at all. <laughs> um. You just stick your, stick your picture on a boat, didn't you? No, 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 no. No, no. This was for the campaign. This was an advertisement. This was on billboards across Lebanon. And I was, for uh, Lebanese brew beer, I was the male pole dancer for uh, for their ad campaign. Tell me. You, you don't believe me? I'll send it to you. I'm saying it's not helping because I mean I kind of look like a stripper because there's money involved and 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 everything like oh. that. So I'm not really helping the pole dance community, but I mean it is what it is. I mean you were stripping probably, which is fine, which is also fine, which is something great. I does. what? Excuse. Okay, now don't you go. I was dancing. Don't you assume there happened to be people oh, who wanted to donate to my cause, but it was not that. With that. Sorry? Just acknowledge that you're into stripping. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's not. Sorry, the I audio was cutting out for, for a second. Anyhow, uh, Lara, you're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here on the Gramcast. I hope you do more of these and uh, I hope to see you sometime in the future. Happy, yes. happy Cinco de Mayo. Same to you, buddy. Have a great one. Thank you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up today's episode. By all means, if you are new to Lollipole, follow Paul Fit Lebanon. Follow her Instagram. Do that whole thing. Have a dance, man. Live life. We're young. All right, girl. Say again. You got. I've been dancing. You were looking at your screen. I've been dancing. Uh, no, I was looking. Okay, okay. A pace out. There you go, everybody. Booyah, booyah, kasha. And uh, that 
It's Cinco de Mayo, guys. Cinco de Mayo means literally next to nothing for us. Uh, let's be honest, okay? Uh, I don't front at all that I have anything to do with that whole part of Mexican culture. But it's cool, and hey, whatever. But um, yeah, man, grab a friend, grab a, grab a glass of tequila, and follow this podcast. Because you know what? More cool interviews coming up this week and every other week for that matter. Uh, by all means, you can listen to these. You don't have to watch them because let's be honest, Instagram is not the best place to consume uh, media. You're glued to this phone. You're a prisoner to this podcast. And I'm sorry for that. But um, if you want to listen to some old ones or, uh, you know, tune into more of these, hey, every every week, guys, much love. <laughs>